thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Psalms of Summer. It's our series all summer long. We are in that series uh, all summer from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day. Today we're in Psalm 8. Psalm 8. If you have a Bible, would you go there please? And if it's your Bible, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of stuff to write in. Psalm 8, if you will follow with me as we read. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him rule over the works of the hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. What a beautiful psalm. Regardless of man's inflated view of himself, God, and only God, is great. No, regardless of man's inflated view of himself, and boy, is that on display on a regular basis. Regardless of that, God and only God is great. Only God. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 2. We talk about the Lord in the name of Jesus. I want you to see this name. Philippians 2, look at verse 6. Philippians 2, 6. Who being the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. The Father. Oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I want you to go to Isaiah's gospel. Look at Isaiah 42, beginning verse 5. Isaiah 42, 5. This is what God the Lord says He who created the heavens and stretched them out. He who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it. He gives breath to the people and life to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you in the righteousness. And I will take hold of your hand and I will keep you. And I will make you to be my covenant for people of light for the Gentiles. To open the eyes of the blind. To free the captives from prison. To release to release from the dungeons those who walk in darkness. Look at 
Look at verse uh, 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another and my praise to idols. Mm. That is my name. Now, I know there's an NBA basketball player that calls himself the king. My prayer is that he knows the king because one day he's going to need to. There is only one king, and his name is Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, either here on this dirt ball or one day in heaven. They will bow. And I'm going to tell you right now, my friends, the name of Jesus absolutely moves people. I don't care if you're an atheist, a Gnostic, doesn't matter. I saw that with my own eyes Monday and then during the week. I have cousins that are agnostics. They don't, they don't, they don't believe in God. Some are, are atheists. Some believe there is a supreme being. They don't believe in Jesus and all this other stuff. They're dark. They're empty. They're hollow. When I look in their eyes, they're a mess. But, man, when you say the word Jesus to them, it changes them. They know what that word means. They know that. There's something in them. Even the one who says, I don't want to have anything to do with them. At the name of Jesus, I'm going to tell you, it does something in you. It awakens something down inside. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I want you to go back to Psalm 8. We're just going to break this down. I want you to look at verse 2. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. You say, well, wh- wh- why? They come out crying. No, they come out praising. <laughs> they come out praising. It's just a different language, okay? They come out praising. So why? Why does he ordain the praise from infants and children? Why? Because Scripture tells us that it quiets the enemy. <laughs> you, you having a bad day? Just bust out in worship. That day going to get good real quick. Somebody getting on your nerves? Just start singing. Just start worshiping. Somebody getting under your skin? Then get a song in your lips. Just start worshiping. It's really difficult, my friends, to have a real bad day in the presence of the Lord. It's really hard. You have to really put forth some effort because there are people that are really, that I mean, they can go to this uh, poor little old me, depressed, pouty little stuff quick, man. They, they go quick. That's where they kind of gravitate. Man, to get you out of that, sometimes you just got to become a choir. You just got to become a choir of praise. Go for a run. Go for a ride. Go for a walk. Just praise. Just go worship. And I'm going to tell you right now, it'll quiet the enemy. It'll quiet the enemy. The enemy sometimes has his way even in the lives of believers. And it's usually right here. Romans 12, 1 and 2 gives you some real good medicine for that. They give good medicine for that. My friends, let me say something to you. If you struggle with stinking thinking, if you struggle with the enemy whooping you mentally and basically making it come out of you in action, then you've got to get yourself, you've got to know yourself, and you've got to create an atmosphere or choir of praise that you go to before you go to the dump. Don't go there. Because some of us can stay there for days. It's not going to do anybody any good. Nobody good. And if you meet a lost person during those days, they're going to stay lost. Because they don't want what you've got. 
Because it makes your face look like, if it makes their face look like your face, they're not going to take that. They're not. A choir of praise. He ordained praise. Do what you have been ordained to do. And if you're not a worshiper, be a hummer. I, I'm not a, I can worship. I can't sing. I'll start a song with words that go in that song and end that same song with words that do not go in that song. All right? And my wife will look at me and go, I don't know what you're singing. I don't either, but it's good. I'm having a great time. All right? But you, if it's not you, man, then, then learn to hum it. Learn to hum it. Do something. Do something to get yourself out of stinking thinking because if you stay in that hole long enough, it'll quiet the thing that you have been ordained to do. And all of a sudden, your enemy will be your winning. You'll be given to win. And you're a child of who? The king. What in the world are you doing as a child of the king being quiet and letting the enemy trump you? You're going to have to pull the card and lay it down and claim it. Keep going. Three, verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers... The moon and the stars which you have set in place. Let me say something to you. Right out beside that, just put 147.4. It says that Jesus, that God hung the stars by his hands and calls them each by name. Let me say something that's good news to you. That's your God. That's your God. That's our God. What is man that you are mindful of? Of him, the son of man, that you would care for him. For you made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and you crowned him with glory and honor. You know, we were flying Sunday, and we, you know, you got to go through Dallas if you're on Southwest. So we, we go into Dallas, and I'm gonna look out the window as you enter that Metroplex, and it's homes after homes and house after house. And swimming pool after swimming pool. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just as far as you can see is houses. And they could share toilet paper out the window. I mean, if you run out, your neighbor probably have a row. Here you go. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I mean, they're just, I mean, I'm sorry, but they're right beside each other. I'm telling you. All right? I mean, there's just houses everywhere. And I had this psalm on my mind anyway. And as I looked out that window, that came to mind. What is man? that you're mindful of him. You see all those houses? There's families in there. Those aren't houses. Those are individuals made by him. And here's a cool thing. I didn't know one of those names down there, and he knows every one of them. He knows every one of them. He knows every one of them. He knows, Scripture says that he knows the hair or lack thereof on their head. He knows them. He knows the number, all right? I think I have more in other places than I have in my head now. But I'm just telling you, he knows them, okay? He knows them. Years ago, they were building Emerson Hall at Harvard University. In the construction, as summer drew near, the professors of the psychology department were commissioned by the president to come up with a theme to chisel into the, the stone of that wall. Um, and so they met and thought and came up with this slogan that says, 
Man is the measure of all things. Shared it with the president. Summer break hits and they leave. president just can't get a piece about this. So the architect comes and says, today's the day we start chiseling into this granite wall, uh, this, this, this statement. Are we good to go? And the president said, no, we're not. He says, well, this is what your professors came up with. He said, yes, but I'm about to trump this. Can't do this. He said, here's what I want you to chisel. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Psalm 8, verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him? Can you get your mind around that text just for a little bit? What am I that you, the king, are mindful of me? I want you to go to Psalm 139. Go to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 says this, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in. Behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on wings like the dawn and settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, the light will become night around you. Even darkness is not dark to you, and night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb, and I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. What is man that you are mindful of him? I don't know how you walked in, but I got good news for you. He knows exactly how you came in. He knows everything going on in your life right now. He knows the negative thoughts. He knows where you are. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows what's bothering you. He knows what's concerning you. He knows what's giving you anxiety. He knows what is stressing you. He knows things at work. He knows things at home. He knows within your marriage. He knows within relationships to kids. He knows your thoughts. He knows how you feel right now. He knows where your mind is right now. He knows everything about you. You got two choices in this life. You can run the things, you can run the created things, or you can run the creator. And I'm going to tell you something. You can tell real quickly who runs the created things and who runs the creator. Today, 
Wherever you find yourself today, do not run to anything except Jesus. Don't run to anything. Don't run to anything but Jesus. For what is man that you're mindful of him? Mm. Look at verse 5. Look at all the stuff that he bestowed on man. I know some of y'all think like I do. There are times I watch TV and I look at this world and I'm thinking, man, we would be so much better off if we were robots, that he could program us, because we are muffed up people. What are we wrong with us? What's wrong with people? But here's the deal, man. He did not choose to make us robots. He made us man, and he gave us choice. And as dangerous as that is sometimes, he bestowed that on us. And here's the scary thing. He trusts man. Mm. He trusts man. There's not a plan B. There's not a second chapter. There's not another book. This, he trusts man. He left this to man. He left it to us. He trusts us with this. What is man that you're mindful of him? My friends, listen to me. He is mindful of you. The question is, are you mindful of him? He trusts you. Can he trust you? I know we can trust him, but can he trust you? Can he trust you today? And last is this. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. He begins with that, and he ends with that. My friends, listen to me this morning. The Lord knows you like nobody else knows you. He knows you. If he knows you that well and he loves you that much, why are you not enjoying his presence? Why are you not in his presence? Why are you not a child of the king? Why are you still running? Why are you still doing it your own way, fixing yourself, trying to be good enough? You can't be good enough. If we could ever, ever do enough good to outweigh our bad, and if we think all this good stack over here is bigger than this bad stack over here, if the big good stuff is bigger than the bad stack, we're going to get to heaven. If we could earn our way there, if we could do it, why in the world was the cross necessary? Why? Why in the world do you do that? Why take the beating? Why take all that junk? Why put the nails in his hands and his feet? Why shove the thorns on his head? Why pierce his side to make sure he's dead? Why do all that? Why wrap his body? Stick him in a cave, a, a, a grave. Why? We could skip Easter. One last holiday would probably be good in America. We could skip it. It wouldn't even be necessary. But my friends, we can't do enough. You can't be good enough. You can't earn your way there. If you could, there wouldn't have to be the cross. And it's so easy to see that, but so many people today think, man, I hope I get there. Why are you hoping in? There's only one thing to hope in. It's the name of Jesus. That's the only place to hope. Today, he knows where you're at. He knows exactly where you're at. Here's the deal. He knows your name. I don't know where you're at, but I want, to know, I want you to know something today. You can come home. You can come home to a very safe place. If you're sitting here today and you don't know the Lord, 
and you're still hoping that you get there, you're still working your way there, stop. I'll save you a whole lot of time. You're not going to be able to get there. You can't do enough. Your stack will never be big enough. You got to die and be resurrected anew. The name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is the Lord. Pray with me. Father, we love you so much. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name. At the name of Jesus, kings will bow. The name of Jesus, princesses, presidents, man will bow. Today, Father, you're here. Your word is still true. What is man that you are mindful of him? Mm. You are mindful of him. God, may we come to that Jesus today. May we come to Jesus, the king today. Whatever we need, healing, Whatever we're in, bondage and darkness, we need salvation. Whatever the need is, Jesus is the name. Run to him, the safe name of Jesus. Father, this morning for his family looking for a church home. God, I pray you send them here. It's a great church. Nothing like a church home. God, I pray for anyone to sound in my voice that doesn't know you. God, they won't walk out today the way they came in. They'll meet Jesus and be born again. God, just bring us to the altar. Meet with us now. May we be obedient to your word today. In Jesus' name.